Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, coffee moaners, moaners and groaners, roamers and bomers and hope. How are you all? Oh, Chi Chi's looking. Chi Chi's fused herself with the actual cushion. She looks so sweet. How is everyone? Is it raining where you are? Is it miserable? Is is it stormy? I love miserable weather. Sorry, I just do. Hi, Lee. Hi, Tony Dunsford. Hi, Jackie Roswell. Hi, Pauline Roberts. Welcome to the Saturday newspapers. Not a snooze paper. Whose strap line was that? A newspaper, not a snooze paper. Whose strap line was that? Or, or let's put it another way. Welcome to the mainstream media headlines. Let's put it that way. Because you're only going to get what they want you to read. Oh, it's raining in Washington, UK. Oh, God, you don't think of Washington in the UK, do you? Um, I wonder if, is there a New York in in the UK? Is there a New York? Uh, hi, Ellen. Hi, April Hill. Hi, Deborah Holdsworth. I can't. We're on StreamYard. It's too hard to kind of... Oh, she's going to fight you. Oh, bless her. You left her mid-tummy, tummy stroke. And that was Dina. <laughs> Dina, get up. Morning, Becky. Morning, everyone. Um, what can we say? It's just another shit show of a week. It's just another 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 week of 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 the news, just kind of giving an incredibly one sided account of everything. Uh, just giving us their one sided account of everything, especially the Israeli Palestine conflict. Now, obviously, a lot of the newspapers. Um, it's not a march today, is it? It's a gathering. It's a rally. It's a rally in Trafalgar Square. Um, we're going to talk about that. Um, is, is anyone else here? Who? Where, where do you sit on the Palestine-Israel uh, crisis? Before, I mean, obviously, we're going to touch upon it in the news. There are we are then going to push through to the sort of lighter-hearted stories and a bit more frilly and, and frill and fluff. Um, but what, what, what are your what are your thoughts on on the uh, on the crisis? I, I realize we haven't really just asked you. What do you what do you think? What do you think? Oh, good morning, Butterfly Bell. That is a nice coffee. Um, uh, hi, Mark. Where did you get your Last of Us hat? My, I, I was, I, we were sent it, actually. We were sent it by uh, The Last of Us. Uh, did you see Boss Bassam Yusuf's recent interview with Piers Morgan? I think so. Is Bassam Yusuf the journalist? Yes. Yeah, comedian, comedian journalist comedian. With, the, with the piercingly blue eyes. Yes, I did. And astonishing. Surgeon. Used to be a heart surgeon and then pivoted, as heart surgeons do, towards stand-up comedy. Um, did you see the people praying outside Downing Street? Too many innocent people being killed. Um, Sharon Wilson, I'm more for the Palestinian. Both sides are at fault, both very. Uh, just getting a sense of just getting a sense of where, where you're all at. Ali P, I feel it's all my sense is that most people here will be feeling the humanity and the civilian, the innocent civilians that are caught up in this. Um, uh, lexical. I don't know what the answer is to the Israel-Palestine situation, but it's not. Ooh, but it's not what's going on right now. Um, uh, capture that grade. Suella B shouldn't be calling it a hate march to be against the destruction. Well, I want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. I think. I think. I think we're in a staggeringly uh, worrisome situation, uh, and a lot of the prep, a lot of the papers. The, what are the specifics of what the papers are looking at? Um, um, in terms of uh, in terms of the Palestine Israel crisis, one of the, the mo in the British press, not surprisingly, because it's right wing press, um, everyone's very very worried and upset about the potential disrespect, as uh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak calls it, the disrespect towards our heroes. Don't disrespect 
our heroes. Um, now, I find this really curious. I feel like this, I feel this is almost more provocative than the march because this is saying something that's quite astounding, really, which is you can't feel more than one thing at one time and that somehow to feel something, to, to feel to feel what you feel about the atrocities that both happened on the October the 7th attacks, but subsequent to that, let's, let's not beat around the bush, have pretty much been consistent since, consistently since towards the Palestinian population. I think it's disrespectful to say that it's disrespectful. That's what I think. I think Rishi Sunak is disrespectful to every single dead Israeli and dead Palestinian individual for even suggesting it's disrespectful to march, protest, or call for kindness. That is, this is the most disrespectful thing a prime minister could have said. Don't ask about, don't ask about throwing this red meat to your Cotswoldites. It's an absolute travesty to try and draw this cultural kind of division. Absolute nonsense. And, and can you also add that nobody's going in near the Senator and it's not going to start until much after, way after the can, I, I'm sure, can you hear that? They're not even going to go near the Senate. This isn't about, this, 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 this is in high part. It's, it, it's just, it, this is red meat designed to inflame. Designed to inflame, designed to cause division, designed to suggest that any form of protest has to inherently be anti-Semitic. When we are watching, and which it, which it isn't, when we are watching a country destroy another country. I mean, you know, self-defense was an argument for a while. We are way, 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 way beyond self-defense, as the Premier of Ireland said. This has gone into revenge. This has gone into, and it went into this quite early, collective punishment. This is, uh, you know, I mean, I was just having a brief exchange with someone on Instagram saying, what you don't understand is not all Palestinians and no Palestinians want to join Hamas. This isn't Hamas. Look at Hamas like this. Let's think of Hamas in a different way. Hamas is the horrible pus that builds in a spot when the disease in the body has nowhere else to go. Okay, so let's characterize the horrors of Hamas for what they are. We're not pretending they're nice guys, but this is the outward articulation of frustration, disenfranchisement, and an inability to change illegal activities of a nation state, Israel, in the West Bank and Palestine. What, what you have to understand is October the 7th was absolutely deplorable. But unless you deal with that core problem, it will happen again. It will happen again. So old Rishi, Rishi No Pants, Rishi No Pants, PM, don't disrespect. No one's disrespecting our heroes, you total muppet. No one. Over the next 30 days, roughly 5,000 babies are due to be born in Gaza. The entire health system collapsed a week ago, and that's from Doctors Without Borders. Exactly. Imagine that. And and women are having to have caesareans with no anaesthetic, and he says it's disrespectful. 
He's just trying to cause a fight. He's trying to cause but a fight. But people will will continue to protest peacefully. And we've talked we've talked a lot about how I, I, I certainly have talked always over the years about how you know I think it's really important to remember the dead, to remember the to remember our, our armed forces, to remember to remember the, the horrors that they've all gone through. But it's it's about surely okay. Let's let's look at this another way, Rishi, on a dishy. If if Rishi pull your pants up if if the armistice and if everything that we talk about is true regarding remembering our heroes and remembering the fallen and the awfulness of war etc cetera, etc cetera, this should be the time to hold hands with israeli civilians and palestinian civilians rather than driving a wedge isn't that isn't that isn't that the sensibility of remembrance sunday and no, Abby Reed. I've had my Instagram blocked for sharing Jewish people talking against the IDF. We're 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 in tricky. We're in we're in dodgy. It, it, it's like everyone's trying to tighten the narrative. Everyone's trying to straitjacket voices. Everyone's trying to characterise. If you're concerned for Palestine, you support Hamas. If you're concerned for Palestine, you're an anti-Semite. It's an absolutely simplistic, grossly simplistic, bloody obvious. What gets me more than the actual act of that, because that, that's happened for years, is the way people just don't even challenge it and people just accept it. It's like, people, it's like why are people willingly just kind of going, oh, I'm not going to use my brain here? There is a reason for the appalling activities that happened on October the 7th. Doesn't justify the terrorism but where have we got to as humans that we don't look at the cause of things? What? What? So little Rishi on a dishy. Little Rishi sat there totally starstruck with Elon Musk. Elon Musk who's done one. Elon Musk who's shown the only fucking person who's shown any fucking nows and said, yes, the aid agencies can use Starlink. Supplying satellite to internationally recognized aid agencies is considered wrong by Israel and presumably their allies in the West. What an absolute, what an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Don't respect, disrespect our heroes. Don't disrespect humanity, mate. No ceasefire till our hostages are back is Netanyahu's uh, line in the sand. Hezbollah announced yesterday that uh, they called for a pause, but they, 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 they fell short of declaring war, which is good for, for everyone involved. But it's a kind of, you know, it's a kind of tense reminder that this could spread. This could spread quickly. I know old Blinken is in Jordan, actually. Betty, Teddy, I don't know if you're there watching. I think Blinken's heading to your to your country um on the front of yeah so we got uh, there we got hezbollah leader uh saying we will we could they could potentially do anything they want um chief rabbi's protest fears you know look here's the thing the problem with all of this is of course anti-semitism is going to be on the rise and that is deplorable it is appalling but what mustn't happen is a critique and a criticism of Israeli foreign policy become conflated with anti-Semitism. There are, and that's why it's such a shame that someone's just said that so many, there are hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of Israeli citizens, Jewish citizens of the world who are absolutely 
apoplexy in a state of apoplexy about this about the policy you know wanting a two, everyone wants a two state solution everyone wants the, both countries to live in harmony alongside each other everyone everyone wants to get rid of the extremists on both sides the problem we have here is and i think a lot of people in israel would agree with this we have an extremist israeli government it, it's a fact you know, and just be, and again, going back to this strange, curious argument that some Tory MP said, if your army wears uniforms, you can't be a terrorist. I've never heard anything so fucking stupid in all my life. I've never heard. I mean, even our army has been found guilty of war atrocities in Afghanistan. Just because you wear a uniform, look at the Russian army. It's a joke. It's all a joke. So this, this headline, you know, chief rabbis protest for his. Now, look, there, you know, this is, this is. Again, this is, there has to be conversations had here. Supporters of hateful Hamas are going unchallenged, says the chief rabbi here. He warns before March's plan for Armistice Day. What has to be said here is that, yes, this is all going to feed, it's feeding Islamophobia, state-driven Islamophobia is on the increase as much as anti-Semitism is. And those two facts, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism, are both direct consequences of the entire situation. They are both being caused and aggravated. What is, I'll tell you what Israel's foreign policy, you know how people say all the time, one of the big defenders is of, of attacking the entire population of Palestine is this, uh, sorry, Nat, is Hamas hide behind their citizens. Okay, let me just reposition this in a different way. You could argue that Netanyahu hides behind Israel. You could argue, you could argue that, you know, in terms of if it you know, put, you know, Israeli civilians live in their country, Palestinian civilians live in their country. Some of the Palestinian civilians are Hamas. Some of the Israeli, some of the Israeli population are Netanyahuites. So this argument, which was another in another one of the headlines, which really struck me last night, which was this ambulance strike. This is becoming the, this is becoming the, Mia culpa, is it? This is becoming the, the, the sort of explanation or get around. This is the workaround on hitting hospitals, schools, refugee centers, and now ambulance. Ambulance we hit was being used by Hamas, says Israel. Right. If this is true, we go back to the argument that you wouldn't do that. If there was a Hamas, if there was a Hamas extremist who'd hijacked a coach in Tel Aviv, you wouldn't blow the coach up. You just wouldn't. So let's go. Let's move one step further. If you're going to say that there was a Hamas terrorist on the ambulance, deliver the international community the absolute intelligence that proves that. Because at the very least, on that instance, you can disagree with the methods. But if you give the evidence, give the literal strategic, um, presumably mobile phone, telephony, uh, satellite, everything, give us everything, give us everything. And that will help to kind of dissuade some people that this is just an absolute act of revenge. Hey, Tom Knowles, nothing contradictory here. What, what's contradictory about anything that's being said here? Nothing is contradictory. What is contradictory? There is no contradiction in this. The only people generating contradiction is the mainstream media. There is no contradiction here. Spell it out for me. Spell it out for me. So, you know, this argument, 
that we can justify hitting hospitals, justify hitting schools because there's a Hamas person in there. Is this what really? Come on, guys. There used to be a time that when a United, I remember, I seem to remember back in the 90s, a United Nations worker was shot by an Israel in suspicious circumstances, or there was a bomb, or there was something, and there had to be an enormous international inquiry into this huge international inquiry with every aid agency, the UN, Geneva Convention, everyone was descending upon this. We've lost over 100 aid workers with, we don't even think about it. Journalists are having to take their caps off because the journalistic mark of a, you know, a a shirt means nothing. You want to say it's contradictory because you don't want people to think one thought and then necessarily have to reach to another thought. There's nothing, there's not a contradiction in that. It's called having a brain and thinking through things. People don't want to think through things. People don't want to ask complicated questions. People can't cope with more than one thing. Well, the problem is they can, but the media encourages you not to. They want to deliver you news and an emotion that's easy to digest and salves fury, anger, injustice, whatever. And there is a clear attempt to squash any description of what Israel is doing. because the, And the onus is only on Israel at the moment because Israel is the one that's actually invading and, and doing what it's doing in, in Gaza. You know, Israel had the sympathy of the world and does have the sympathy of the world when it comes to the hostages and when it comes to what happened there. But equally, unless you absolutely get in there, unless you absolutely, oh no, Tom, don't go out, tell us how. Come on, put some meat on your bones. Don't just sit there now pretending it's like, oh, I can't say anything. You can't just say it. Say what the contradiction is, mate. Come on, just say it. I'm up for it. Let's do it. So someone else who should know better, look, Andrew Neil, the UN attacks Israel for being attacked and is hostile. No, 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 no one's attacking Israel for being attacked. No one's saying it's wrong. Maybe people are saying what's happening right now isn't right. Staggering, staggering. And we all, not all of us, and to be fair, not all, not all of you, you know, so huge numbers of people aren't, aren't just sort of lapping this stuff up, but it's just like, what? It's what? What? Oh, here we go. Here you come. Goodbye. I I could see what you're up to. Cheerio, fella. Cheerio. Anyway. Oh, look. And just in case we didn't realise that actually it was a war with two sides. Yes, you know, you're seeing all sorts of terrible atrocities, you know, Children, the amount of children, five, I mean, aid agencies are saying 500 children are dying, around 500 Palestinian children are dying a day. 422, I think it is. What is that? What is that? They'll, they'll, they'll now, don't worry, I've had to get, it, it's clear what's going on there. So, you know, we have zero tolerance. So I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You just can't, yeah, can't string an argument together. Um, but here, yeah, look, just in case we doubted that it was a war, Here's the moment that Hamas planted a bomb on Israeli tank captured on film. Yeah. Every act of violence on both sides, every act of violence is totally, totally reprehensible. But if you try to stop understanding why, we will never get the solution. And we cannot pretend, we cannot pretend that apartheid, which is what it is, 
is fair. We used to think in the West that the ANC, we would agree at one point in the past, can you believe this, that the ANC was a prescribed terrorist organization. Again, killing is not right. But if we don't try and understand what has driven people to extreme choices, then we're never going to get an answer. Never going to get an answer. So there you go. That's the, that's, that's the news around. It's just be, again, the point is, the point is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Cheerio to you too. Um, so, you know, you just, just be mindful, just be mindful of when you're reading stuff of where they're trying to take you and where they're trying to nudge you and all that kind of stuff. So let's move on to the lighter hearted stuff, shall we? The, the stuff that the mainstream media can sort of be less, is less manipulative around, or are they, or are they? Um, so what have we got here? Holly Willoughby, hideaway Holly now wonders if she'll ever be ready to do TV again. Um, this is the chap, he was in court yesterday, pleaded not guilty to uh, the kidnap and murder plot. Um, uh, and this is, you know, this is some speculative Daily Mail piece about, you know, is she thinking her career is over? Though yesterday we were talking about the fact that she might present Gladiator. So that could be fun, couldn't it? But uh, but yeah, so he 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 pop, he did pop into court. It was weird. The story broke yesterday, and then and then the story sort of disappeared. Um, mushroom poison cook tried to kill husband. This now this is interesting. I've seen so many photos of this. This woman looks so distressed, and you know this. And this is this story that's very easy for it to become sort of not serious. But you know, people have died. This this is serious. I mean, I would have thought that if you managed to kill three people at one meal, you are you a serial killer? I think you are. I think you are. Uh, Mushroom Poison Cook tried to kill husband four times. And this is the story that we've mentioned before, where her ex-husband certainly felt after a few occasions that he didn't feel too well after eating food by her. So this is this is this not going to become one of the greatest uh, real crime podcasts of all time? There's going to be a period of time where I know I'm trying to talk to Nads and she's going to not hear me. And she's going to be like, no, I'm just listening to the Mushroom Poison Cook. And it's, it's massive, isn't it? It's massive. Um, this story, this story I saw yesterday, and it's, it's terrible, isn't it? How you're prioritizing all the time, aren't you? Uh, what news stories you're looking at, what you check out online and all this kind of stuff. Um, but this story I found quite disturbing. This is the story of, you know, the terrible death of Zara Alina, um, the horrific sex attack that lasted nine minutes. This, I can't actually believe this. And as the headline says, the message this conveys to women is disheartening. Zara family fury. The killer's jail term was cut. And you want to know why the, the killer's jail term was cut? By five years. Uh, three appeal judges yesterday ruled that his 38-year minimum sentence was excessive because the victim was unconscious early on in the attack. No. And there was no, quote, additional suffering, no. despite having 46 separate. In I could not. I read into the first paragraph. I thought, why has this guy had his? So let me read that again. They reduced his term by five years because they said his term of 38 was excessive because the victim he killed was unconscious early on in the attack. Oh my God, the world has literally lost its uh, 
Tell me that is not true. It's true. Uh, her family have said today's decision Tell to reduce me. the minimum sentence oh for this repugnant God. man aligns with an established legal sentencing, which we comprehend, yet the message it conveys is disheartening, suggesting a life sentence isn't truly what it is. Her poor mother. Show, did you show the picture of the girl? I mean... Because, oh, my God. Because she was unconscious. It's, it, it says, oh, it's not because he was being mother. thoughtful, was it? What the, it, oh, my quite, God. Quite, quite, quite staggering. And how can they know at what point she was as but well? Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's so unbelievable. Absolutely astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. Um, uh, tonally, I'm not going to do the next next story off the back of that because it, it, it's, not, it's not right. Um, so, uh, oh no, yeah, I'll come back to it, but uh, it's not the right story. Um, well, this, this again, I just saw this anger as red arrows. Chiefs stay in their posts after sex scandal. This is female victims of sexual harassment at the red arrows um, have been have been cr criticised because they've allowed officers to remain. A blasé leadership, toxic male culture, uh, heavy, heavy drinking, heavy sort of pressure on you know, female uh, members of staff or pilots, members of the Red Arrows, they flash their genitals and, um, and they, they would adopt something called shark watch, whereby one of them would monitor the advances of men at social events because they were so accustomed to predatory behaviour. That's what the women had to do. Um, bedded, bedded in, bedded in uh, misogyny. Just, just, just hideous, isn't it? Um, let me just, uh, what's this next story here? Uh, this is awful as well. Family of tenant who killed himself over noise, uh, accused firm of gross failing. This is something that just reminded me of when one was renting. How, it, you know, if you had a neighbour that that was that was disturbing or, or disruptive or what have you, it was really hard to get your your you know landlord or organisation to do anything about it. And this this poor chap here. So the family of a vulnerable man. This is the this is the man here, Mark Pierce. He killed himself. Um, after the UK's largest landlord, Clarion, failed to address the neighbourly noise, which was so extreme he had to end up, I haven't taken a photograph of it, sleeping in his, in his kitchen. Um, the, the, you know, the, land, the land letting agency, uh, you know, his family claimed, just treated him like a number. And it just made me think, God, you know, incredibly difficult, you know, when you are a tenant and you've got just the noise every side of someone, you know, just, just making noise. And so, again, you know, in this sort of, you know, really, you know, rents are going through the roof. You know, the, the, the cost of living crisis, all this kind of stuff. And then, you, and then you have you've got landlords that won't even take noise seriously. So yeah, this is a family who who are taking the uh, the, let the the largest social landlord Clarion to court for not listening to him or, or heeding his his issues. Um, I'm just going to go back to this one. Uh, this is diary of a. I, I thought this was a clever uh, headline. But a diary of a gimpy kid, the guy who was a gimp has been ordered not to wriggle, not to jibber and not to wear masks. Um, uh, this was the uh, this was the chap in um, where was he in uh, Somerset, Somerset, the Somerset gimp has been asked to pay and to not ride around on the floor anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how do you enforce not writhing around on the floor? That's what I want to know. Uh, what story is this? Uh, oh, we're going to move on from that. Um, £350 to, is the terrible story of the young boy who was rescued in the Thai caves. I don't even remember the film by Ron Howard, was it? Rescued, saved, tragically committed suicide recently, but it's it's quite an involved story. 
Um, really, really sad. Um, this is uh, in the sun, uh, 350 pound turkeys. Shops are selling supersized turkeys for as much as 350 quid. Well, that's the one that you get at Fortnum and Mason's ultimate centerpiece, a 10 bird roast. What's a 10 bird roast? What does that mean? 10 birds. A turkey, a chicken, two partridges, all two... Ma oh, my God. You've got all of them inside it. No. Oh, my God. The birds have been combined into this neat roast tied to resemble a whole bird. Oh, I see. Mm. I, don't know. I don't know if I'd like that. It's a bit weird. Um, any uh, any uh, Taylor Swift fans? It's the era of the Swifty. Taylor Swift's new album has seen her become the female artist with the most number one LPs this millennium. I didn't think the sort of whole kind of music charts thing still existed. I thought, I thought, you know, can you still get to number one? I didn't even know there was a number one to be had. I thought you were just like the most popular on Spotify. Or uh, the re-recording of a 2014 release, new, now titled 1989, is her 11th. UK. That's not strictly the same thing, is it? Let's face it. Uh, look, lose talking. Rebecca Luz is is considering a, a string of TV offers to do to to spill the beans, as she says. The documentary uh, kind of basically kind of rubbish the idea that they had an affair. Um, look, would you be interested in that? I don't know if I would be. Um, I miss the UK top forty. Yeah, top forty charts on a Sunday was a nice thing, wasn't it? It was a nice thing. Um, uh, uh, look at this, blooming hell. Good, good head, good, good, fantastic uh, headline there. Heston Blumenthal's wife prangs eighty thousand pound car four by four. Um, I think she was just trying to park. Look at that though. I mean, look at it. She she, she climbed these other cars, and I think her mum, I think her mum and her daughter were in the passenger side, and they couldn't get out. She could, but they couldn't, and so the uh, the fire engines had to come along and rescue uh, rescue her family. I mean, you've got it. That's a right old mess, isn't it? Trying to reverse park. Um, brainiest teen will take 28 A-levels. A teenager is aiming to complete 28 A-levels after getting 34 GCSEs all at top grades. You are having a laugh. 34 GCSEs? Well, Manor Chima, 16, she has an IQ of 161, higher than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. Wow. She completed 24 GCSEs in her own time, alongside 10 she sat at school. What? What? She's going to take 28. I didn't know there were 28 A-levels to take. Roly coaster. Newlyweds booted off ride for being too big. God, that's not very nice. An adrenaline junkie spending his honeymoon at Alton Towers was booted off a ride for being too fat. Humiliated Simeon Dykes has already enjoyed the Smiler ride early in the day, but was left in tears after returning. Uh, you're too big for the ride, mate, they said. That's, that's, that's a tricky one, that, isn't it? The Beatles have been brought back together, not only in song, but also in a very odd-looking video, which uh, Peter Jackson has pulled together using archive footage. I kind of, I don't know why. There's something about this that makes me want to like all of it. I don't know what it is. I'm not a Beatles fan, even. But some part of me wants to just really get down with the Beatles. Does anyone else find that? Uh, 28th A-level, MeTube, is an A-level on A-level exams. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, I, has anyone seen the video? Has anyone heard the song? Oh, you watched the video, Reese. Is it worth watching? Is it kind of interesting? Peter Jackson, obviously, directed Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. My, I, I might just have to watch it. It's one of those curiosities, isn't it? 
Um, what else have we got here? Uh, oh, Big Brother. We've missed Big Brother, but apparently there's a heck of an argument in Big Brother. Are you all watching it still? House's secret split. Big Brother bosses put the house on a secret lockdown and cut the show's live feed after an explosive row. Execs locked some of the housemates in a bedroom for more than an hour following a spat over a party with security on standby. Is that the best moment? Is that the most exciting moment there's been? And then they had to turn the cameras off? Is that true? Is, yeah, it's worth watching. Oh, it's worth watching, Reese, is it? Yes, I thought you meant Big Brother for a minute there, but you mean the Beatles, obviously. Um, you'll watch Steph Schultz. Is it, what, can we jump in on Big Brother? How much, how much longer is left? I don't know. Um, I'm getting faster, as you can tell, because we're, we're rapidly approaching 11 o'clock. Um, oh, hang on. No, go back. Oh, Big Bro. Oh, where's this one? Uh, end of the line for the Escobar. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Pablo Escobar, uh, his hippos. In fact, they're feral hippos. Imagine being a feral hippo. I think more people are eaten by hippos or killed by hippos than they are by lions, aren't they? Um, feral hippos descended from those which escaped from cocaine baron Pablo Escobar's private zoo are going to be culled. Poor hippos. It's but better than being a drugs mule. Be a drugs hippo. Big brother is good this year, says Faith Goodman. Don't say that. Got FOMO. Um, the boy, the mole, and the school kids being let down. Oh, we love this. Thank you, Christos uh, and Natasha, for our copy. This is such a lovely book. But there's a bit of an outcry here because Charlie McKeezy's bestseller is being put on the curriculum. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily being put on the curriculum because of its literary qualities, but because of the kind of the, the ideas or the sensibilities that it promotes of kindness and patience and love and all this kind of stuff. But, um, but there's a bit of a kickback, uh, certainly. In the, well, this is a piece saying, does Charlie McKeezy's multi-million pound uh, best-selling The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse, does it merit being on the curriculum? Uh, the likening the, the, the likening the words in it or the, the, the literature to those sorts of sayings you get on greetings cards, like memes. I, I think if it, I think if something promotes values that are good, you know, kindness. Greetings cards. Yeah, it's all right. I think we can. I think we can cope with that. Um, uh, that's, that's Charlie McKeezy. Um, Give a dog a bone. They deserve more, says Rome Eatery. In Rome, there's a almost Michelin-starred eatery for dogs. It's called Fiuto. Fiuto. What does that mean, Dina? F-I-U-T-O. Fiuto. Fiuto. The first restaurant to serve just dogs. Um, when the world's going mad, there's a restaurant serving dogs. Um, it's Oh, it's an Italian word mostly used to describe an animal's sense of smell. It's been opened, opened by Marco Turano. Not your kind of restaurant, hey? Dogs and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I like this. We've got you. We've got you under our skin. 54,000 oh, 54, people have signed up to the Daily Stars campaign to save Wooly the Sheep. Britain's loneliest you has been stranded at the foot of a cliff for the past two years. Now, I want to, I've seen this story. It's been an important story, knocking about. I think that you is escaping us. I don't think it wants to be rescued. I think he wants to stay in the valley. I think he's quite happy. Um, she was first spotted in 2021 on the rocky beach near Ballintore, east of Ross. Now, that, now there's a petition saying they want to rescue her. Well, she doesn't want to be rescued. Um, the British hovercraft company have offered to go and rescue her. Sound like she, if she's been there since 2021, she's having the time of her life. Absolute time of her life. 
Stephen, that's not do that. Uh, from lab to label, this was a quick one. Dina, they're making clothes out of fungi. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be a fungi. You could be a fungi wearing fungi, which would be nice. Um, and the Germans sink it's all over. It is now. German tourists smash the record for the world's biggest round. Wow. Sinking 1,234 beers. The gang of 42 men and 13 women downed £2,500 worth of booze in one sitting despite not knowing each other. It broke the previous record of 1,111 beers set at a bar in Mallorca, also by Germans, in July this year. There you go. Thrown the gauntlet down. If there's any Brits abroad, your challenge is to drink more than 1,234 beers. One, two, three, four, five. Do 12,345. Anyway. Anyway, guys, um, there you go. As I say, do check out um, all the media around this. Uh, please, uh, it, it, it's not for the faint-hearted, but there's Middle Eastern Eye, there's Al Jazeera, there's Sean King. There are many other ind in individual journalists out there who are reporting in a non biased, factual fashion, but just happen to be showing how awful things are, God forbid, uh, in, in Palestine, because, of course, they are relentlessly being subjected to power outages, uh, censorship uh, and control. So, you know, it's about balance. It's about seeing what's happen happening. And by calling something out for what it is, it doesn't mean you are anti a race or anti anything. It means you're calling out bad behavior. And just as we called out the bad behavior of October the 7th, it was absolutely appalling. We are also, uh, you know, calling out the continued bad behavior of something that has stretched, I feel, we feel way beyond self-defense now, way beyond self-defense. Um, so on that note, have a lovely day. And we are going to go over to the Curly Cooks in five minutes. So I'm going to, do you, do you want to quickly say something? Sorry. Yeah, hi guys. Excellent copy Mark. Excellent. That's not easy to sit there and talk by yourself. Sadly, I had to block a couple of people because they were clearly trying to, you know, yeah. they were trying, we knew, I knew where you were going and, you know, have we're fun, talking, have fun trying to say that you can't say humanity. what you want to say. Talking there was no so, guys, um, do join us. You're still going to spend more time in this house because 11 o'clock we're Three doing ten. the Curly Cooks and we're giving away today two tickets to the Ideal Home Exhibition on the 25th of November where Mark, uh, Dina and I are going to be there cooking. So um, come and join us, 11 o'clock. Guys, have a lovely, lovely day. And, um, uh, oh, and a review of The Killer will be landing. Me and Nanny Dye will be reviewing the new um, David Fincher film. Is it David Fincher? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'm going to now wave goodbye.